Good morning. Sure is good to see you. So good to be back. I feel when I'm gone one Sunday, it's been like forever since I've been back. And thank you for your kind words of welcome back here. It's just a good place to be, is it not? You're such a wonderful church and an easy place to love. And, and those of you who are following along uh, also from wherever you are located, thank you for, for being here as well. And we want to encourage you, if you have any chance, of course, to be here and be part of this, this great and wonderful fellowship. As you have noticed, <clears throat> by the way, if some of you don't know who I am, I'm not some stranger that just happened to walk up here, right? My name is Previn Vang. I'm pastor here. Uh, during this time of, of uh, an interim season when the church is praying uh, through uh, uh, who's going to be the next uh, minister and pastor and leader of this, this church. Uh, if you have your Bible, if you'll turn to Matthew chapter 22, we're going to start a new series. Uh, and it's, it's the kingdom of God is a party. How is that? We're invited to a banquet, God's invitation to a banquet. There's something special about this, and we'll get into it in four different uh, Sundays, the next four Sundays, uh, as we look at that, where Jesus compares the kingdom of God to uh, a, a feast, a banquet, a wedding, a uh, uh, this time of celebration and, and all of that. And, and uh, so we'll see that today we're going to look at the invitation that is going out. And, and next time we will look at what it means to get ready and be prepared for, for when the king is coming. The, the Sunday after that, uh, we, we're going to look at, at, uh, how the seating works at the banquet. And then, uh, at, and the fourth Sunday after this, we will look at, at uh, the clothing that is appropriate for such a banquet. So welcome to the banquet. Are you ready for the invitation? Four of you are. Are you ready for the invitation? Okay, here we go. I I think we all know how that works, right? There's this envelope that, that drops in to the mailbox. And uh, we know there's something special about it. It has a different shape than normal. It's not like these normal letters that we get, those who still get, you know, uh, bills that way or some of these irritating kind of announcements that keep coming up and filling up uh, boxes or the people that want to sell something. There's something very special about this. And you see immediately that someone has taken great care to write, maybe have it printed, maybe even write personally in calligraphy on the outside on the envelope. Those who have gone through uh, that whole kind of uh, thing of creating this and paying for what it costs to get it in your hand, they wanted you to experience from the first time you touched this, you would know this sense an announcement about something very, very special. You know it even before you open it. And then when you open it, you know celebration is coming. Immediately your mind goes to, where do I need a new evening dress? Am I latest suit okay? Or do I need to find a tuxedo even? Something is going on, right? Excitement is building in our heart. It's, it's right there and we're ready. And right there in the bottom it says, R-S-V-P. R-S-V-P 
We'd like for you to respond. Respondez, s'il vous plaît, right? If you want to do, ask why we have these four letters. And Jesus tells a story, actually a parable, about a king that invited all of us and those that were listening to him even the first time and all those in between to a banquet. You know, feast festivity and and food gatherings and joy was a major part of Jesus' life, so much that he has four parables dedicated to that theme, parables that we could call banquet parables, if you will. And so we're going to look at that the next four Sundays, as I already mentioned. And today, the invitation is going out. And it's going out to you, each of you, and those of you who are listening and watching also uh, from a different place. Chapter 22 in the book of Matthew is if you have your copy of God's word, just follow along. If not, it's going to be on the screen. Once more, Jesus spoke to them in parables. The kingdom of heaven is like a king who gave a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his servants to summon those who invited to the banquet, but they didn't want to come. Again, he sent out other servants and said, tell those who are invited, see, I prepared my dinner. My oxen and fattened cattle have been slaughtered and everything is ready. Come to the wedding banquet. But they paid no attention and went away, one to his own farm or field, another to his business, while the rest seized his servants and mistreated them and killed them. And the king was enraged, and he sent out his troops to kill those murderers and burn down their cities. Then he told his servants, the banquet is ready. But those who were invited were not worthy. Go then to, uh, to where the roads exit the city and invite everyone you find to the banquet. So those servants went out on the road and gathered everyone they found, both evil and good, and the wedding banquet was filled with guests. When the king came in to see the guests, he saw a man there who was not dressed for a wedding. So he said to him, friend, how did you get in here without the wedding clothes? And the man was speechless. Then the king told the attendants, Tie him up, hand and foot, and throw him into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are invited, but few are chosen. The music of God's kingdom is playing. The air is kind of vibrating with joy and anticipation. The kingdom of God is like a king who throws a banquet, who throws a party. Don't miss this. The theme of the Christian faith is festivity and joy. There might be some that want to paint it for us as if it was dreary and hard and dark and difficult and, and, and painful uh, like that. But when Jesus speaks about it, 
the imagery he, he gathers, what he uses as his picture, so to speak, when he speaks, is one of festivity and joy. That's what fills his speech whenever you truly listen to what that is in his presence in different ways. There is peace and joy. It is like a great ocean, right? There might be ripples on, on the top, but there's peace on the bottom. Sometimes you see even grave storms, and you all will know about this because you've seen that do. Even 30, 30 feet waves on the top, you go down in the depth, and there will be peace. Yes? You see that. That's when in the presence of Christ you see there's always peace in the depth. So whatever picture you might have of Jesus, I want us this morning to hear from himself what it is that he means when he says in the Gospel of John that no one, not one, shall take away your joy. Is that your experience? Might not be. Reality is that we know so well from anything we have studied and know and researched in this generation and in this time, there's a lot of pain, a lot of difficulty, a lot of sorrow, a lot of sadness. But in the midst of this, Jesus comes and he says, the kingdom of God is like a wedding banquet. So whatever we're going to say about this applies directly to the kingdom of God. Of God. So I want you to notice because you are invited. Regardless of where, who you are, you are invited. And that's the point right here. Just imagine, imagine the kind of invitation that is going out here. It, it is an invitation to fellowship and to joy and to feast and to forgiveness and to fulfillment and to satisfaction and to celebration. The kingdom of God is like. That's what he's comparing it to here. And as you look at this, and as we consider that, that, that joy, it always goes with feasting, right? You don't feast and celebrate sorrow. You feast and celebrate joy, which is also why we see this connected to the wedding banquet. And so there's more to it, though, than this. Feast, banquet, is fellowship. When you're invited to a banquet, you're invited to come in and meet new people. If it is a very special banquet, not just kind of one of these quick little reception things, but a real banquet, which obviously always would be the case at Jesus' time, and most of the time still the case uh, here. Certainly it is in Europe. If it's a significant kind of banquet, you sit down at a table with some people you may not know, and you sit there for a while because a lot of things are going on during the time. And after that while... You get to know these people you're sitting around in a different way than you might have before. Feast is fellowship. But it's even more than that. Think about it for a moment. And all the time I'm speaking about this feast, notice that Jesus is comparing it to the kingdom of God. That's how you understand the kingdom of God, he says. 
banquet or feasting is also forgiveness. When you're invited to a, to a feast or a banquet with someone that, that you may not care all that too much for, someone maybe even that you're not really on good speaking terms with, then you have to put all that aside for you not to destroy the banquet for these other people. No feasting or banqueting, if you will, partying is the opposite of, of, of anger and of frustration and of irritation or even being offended. People who are just a slight bit bigger than themselves, to use a Danish expression, people who understand that life is more than just them, they will recognize very quickly that they, to make that banquet work, in the way it's supposed to, need to be there with the others. If they can't let go, the feast stop being a feast. And so you say, oh, so it's joy, it's fellowship, and it's forgiveness, but it's even more than that. It, it is also actually satisfaction. There's something that goes on when we're invited to a banquet. When you invite someone to a banquet, you, you do so because you decide to share the best that you have with your friends. Not many of those of us who attend a banquet or a feast expect that it will be really good for the diet. Right? We come to be, what? Satisfied. It'll satisfy our hunger, but it will also satisfy our need as human beings. Don't miss that. It says that you are invited. They invited you, and it tells you that you have a family that loves you. You have a group of friends that love you. You have people that want you there with them. And it gives you the opportunity for yourself to, to share and to actively get involved in such a way that you help make the whole banquet, the whole feast, a success for everyone that is there. Are we hearing this? The kingdom of God is like a wedding banquet. That feast frees you, liberates you from solitude and, and loneliness. It sets you free from your worries that might otherwise have just kind of kept you captive, if you will. A feast gives you an opportunity to say thank you and to be together in life-giving kind of ways with others. The kingdom of God is like that. Here's the best part. You're invited. <laughs> I mean, if he can invite even someone like me, you're invited. That's an amazing thing. Feast and fellowship, forgiveness, fulfillment, satisfaction, celebration. Are you coming? Are you coming? 
That's the hope. That's the point. That's what he said. It's the Lord himself who is inviting. I'm not doing the invitation. The Lord himself is. Did you see what it says? It's like a king inviting to his son's wedding banquet. You're invited. And he sends his servants out to invite you. And it says right there, R-S-V-P. He wants to know if you're coming. He wants to know if you're coming. I, I sometimes wonder, you know, when, when, when Peter preached in Cornelius' house, it says suddenly this Holy Spirit interrupted. I'm praying for that every Sunday. That the Holy Spirit would stop me and just interrupt and suddenly people begin to come forward and they say, hey, I need to, me, I have heard the invitation. If you ever hear God's invitation, don't wait till I say amen. Just come on up and begin to pray. Bring someone else that we need to pray. God is speaking to me right now. Now look at these first four verses in the text. There's an eagerness, even an urgency on God's behalf. He wants you there. Not only did he send out the invitation, but he's also sending out servants to kind of make sure you received it. They're coming again. They, they want you to respond. R-S-V-P. Now, now, if you wonder if someone really wants you at a banquet, if they send you an invitation and then they send someone else after there to say, you are coming, right? You know what? They want you there. God wants you there. You see, what happens with this is that all excuses are eliminated. It doesn't work to say, well, you know, the invitation kind of disappeared in the mail. I didn't kind of see it. That doesn't work. It doesn't work uh, to say, well, you, you just received it and, and you missed that little square in, in the bottom of a card where it says RSVP. So, so you haven't responded. It doesn't work to say, well, you just thought it was a general invitation or everybody can come if they want to. And it was not particularly to me. Yes, it is particular to you. I'm even sending folks out to let you know. All excuses are gone. It doesn't work. To think that this is something that, that is just a reception. If I can't find anything else to do, I might drop by if I have a minute. It doesn't work to say that's what I thought it was. The invitation comes to you in written form. Yes? And by a servant. The Spirit speaking to you. Straight to your heart. Are you hearing the invitation? Are you willing to give the RSVP. You know, when Jesus tells this story, there's a lot of disturbing things that, that are in uh, this, this text. You know, he's, he's telling a story, this parable, and he is exposing people, uh, some for whom uh, all of life is kind of truncated, if you will. He exposes their ignorance and their foolishness, if you will, even their blindness. Here's a group of folks. Can you even imagine 
Hard to imagine. Here's a group of folks that are invited to the most incredible event ever in their lives. And yet, they choose the monotonous, the same old, same old, and they're trivial. It is as if they hadn't even read the invitation. Have you not seen who is inviting you and what you're invited to? What is it with this? Look at the invitation, right? It begins right there uh, in verse 5, right? It, it is a great, great banquet, the finest of foods you can possibly imagine. Great entertainment. All kinds of exciting people from all over the place are coming. And the king himself will show up. And what is the answer? Well, we got other things to do. Some had to go out and look at their field. And you wonder, what's with that? Did they not inspect that before they bought it? So now it's bought and it's theirs. And it's not as if dirt will change while the banquet is going on. Maybe it's important to see the grass grow while the banquet of the king is going on that you're invited to. You know, Jesus uses that example, not just to talk about that, but for everyone who was listening. Don't forget, they were all religious folks. He was not trying to debate people about whether there was a God or not. These were folks that knew there was a God. He said, you got your priorities wrong. What is happening is that you're focusing on your stuff so much that that is excluding you for accepting the invitation. Don't get that messed up like that. Then he goes on with another example where he he talks about someone that that, that couldn't come because they were looking at their business. And if you look at the same story in, in Luke, he would get the impression that the business is about the buying and selling of oxen. And again, you're thinking, what's going on here? It, it was are they afraid that the oxen were ill? Well, I guess they have checked that before they bought them. Again, Jesus' point is that there's some, he says, some of you here, and not, he was not talking about first Louisville first, but he's also talking about first Louisville. He's talking about all those who call him God, right? He's saying there's some that can easily confuse the importance of what they do with the invitation and its grandeur and what they're actually being invited to. The feast and the joy is put aside because we other things we feel like they may be more important. What I can come up with has to be more important than what God can come up with. And so he's saying, R-S-V-P, what is your answer to the invitation? Don't throw that invitation away when it comes to you, because it comes to you. Don't throw it away, dear friends. That's what verses 11 and 12 is about. It's somewhat direct. Right? The person there has kind of snug in 
without having the right kind of clothing that shows that he was invited to the banquet. And he had no room. And those verses are somewhat strange. We all understand that. And scholars are trying to figure out what in the world is it there for? And the real issue probably is that those who are there without the right kind of clothing which was provided most likely are there as an illustration of those who kind of say yes with their mouths or their tongues and no with their lives. They, 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 they're there. They're not really willing to commit and be part of the banquet. They just kind of like to hang around and see what's going on. I can't help but to do that. Maybe that's just me, but when I read a Bible text like that, I'm thinking, why would he not just cut those verses out? If I was to tell this story, if I'd been Jesus, right, which you all are thankfully I'm not, right? So no, no. I would have told this story and not had those verses. Yes? It seems like an interruption, right? It, it, it seems like, why would he pull that stuff out in the middle of the whole thing? And I think the reason is that he looks right through us. He is clear with what he wants us to do. He sees that there's some that want to kind of give the impression that they're interested in these things, but not willing to pay the price or to have their clothing, their old selves changed out with a new self. This person was there but it was not interested in changing his life. He had accepted the overtures of grace, but had not ever been willing to drink from the fountain of grace. And so he missed the inner joy and the peace and the excitement of the party. You know, God's grace, Peter says, brings Joy unspeakable, and it's full of glory. But it's not so for those who just act like it. And so that's where he is. It's an encouragement. Jesus brings an encouragement to throw away all this old garment and put on the garment that belonged to the feast. You know, that's pretty much hits so many of us. It's never just either or. It's always like this kind of running through our souls. Like the person who said, Lord, I want to believe, but I can't. And then he sees through faith. God is calling. Let me end by this. God is the one calling to the banquet. He is the one giving the invitation. The very point of this parable is that it is not the guest that decides whether the banquet will be or not. If they won't come, he'll find others. And just imagine this. The meal is prepared. The banquet halls are ready. Everything is set. The feast and the clothing, everything is, is ready. The question is only, how do you respond? What is your RSVP. 
You know, the picture Jesus gives is amazing in every, every way. The, the servants of the king are, are going out on any highway and byway and finding everyone to come in. And just imagine this. Paralyzed beggars are kind of crawling in the best they can to get into this place where they had never imagined they would be part of. You know, people with, with various kinds of, uh, of handicaps are coming in and stumbling and, and using their crutches to see if they could get there faster. Blind people are touching and feeling, seeing they've heard about these, these overflowing tables and they want to be part of it, never tried anything like it before. You know, mute people you know, are finding every fiber in their, their body and, and trying to get voice to the joy that is within them while their hearts are beating double speed. This is amazing. Fully experiencing the joy and outside, outside of those who thought that their everyday humdrum is better. Outside of those who are saying, what I can come up with must be better than anything God can offer. But friend, the invitation is right there. And the question is, what is your RSVP? Please respond. Please respond. There are so many things that could be set still. And I was kind of planning to say more, but I see where the clock is. Most of we who are here have gone to church a lot, heard a lot of sermons. Prayed a lot of prayers, read a lot of scripture, maybe even read this scripture many times. Doesn't change the reality that God wants to hear your RSVP. Imagine what would happen if we, throngs of us, came to say, I say yes. I don't want to be one of those who kind of say yes, but I don't really want to have anything changed. I don't want to be those who, who said, yeah, I heard the invitation, but I got more important things to do. I want to be one of those who are rushing in when he comes and meets me at the highways and the byways and the very things that are happening. Can you imagine? This is the offer, the invitation given to you. The kingdom of heaven is like a king giving a wedding banquet for his son. And he's saying, come on, you're all invited. Can we stand? And as we do, friends, I want to invite you to come pray. There, there are some that are, that are facing these very, very things that the text was talking about. Come pray. Some of you are saying, I, I got to be part of a church like this, experiencing that kind of feasting. I want to stand shoulder to shoulder with other people that want to be in that banquet. However, God speaks to you right now. You're there and you have not known who he is. And you just heard that invitation for the first time. Even if you're not here, just call in. We want to talk to you. Or come in during the week or later today, sometime. Just make an appointment. We want to talk. The altar is open. Let's spend this time, friends, as we pray and tell the Lord 
I want to be in. I heard your invitation. I want to experience that kind of joy and that feast.